Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Context Machine. This is episode 606. I'm Brian Jeffin. You had an opportunity to make your palindrome joke and didn't do it. I know. I, well, I, I figured that was that was the joke. Oh. <laughs> and if you're a little upside down, it's 909. Um, I'm Jeff Gamut. Hey, check us out on our digital home, contextmachine.io. Right. And you can use contextmachine.io to reach out to us, or you can find us on post.news or Mastodon at Context Machine. Uh, you'll find us on the Man Babies social <laughs> network too, but we're we're not really we're not posting there right now. Well, it's not like anyone would ever see it at this point, anyhow. Even if they still are on on the bird site, yeah. You can tell us about the thing. Sorry, I was having a moment of sadness because I I, I miss what it was. Yep, you same, know? same, same, yeah. same. Anyhow, uh, um, now that I'm over the sad part, I'm actually really excited because our sponsor today is LinkedIn Jobs. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I'm going to tell you more about them, getting your job post for free later in the show. Cool. So, uh, Jeff, that's your name, Brian. right? Jeff? Um, hold on. Checking my name tag. Yes. Jeff. Excellent. Jeff. Uh, this week, a couple days ago, actually, when we, when we, when we are recording this, I <laughs> had the pleasure of speaking for, uh, Cat Mac. We did a, a zoom presentation. Cool. And, uh, the subject of AR goggles, uh, or AR glasses, and, and VR too. Uh, anyway, this this like like what is this sort of thing came up, and so I I did uh, part of my greatest hits collection uh, on you know some of the some of the things I'm excited about with what they are, and I had a realization, and that realization is this: that mm -hmm. when I'm talking to people who do not already know what AR is, augmented reality. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people basically don't have any kind of real awareness of this technology or concept. The thing that always gets the light bulb consistently above a person's head is when I mention the idea that when you uh, would uh, meet up, if, if, you ha if you have some kind of augmented reality where information can be overlaid onto the real world, which is what augmented reality is mm -hmm. in such a way that you're not holding your phone up in front of your face. Like, so glasses, theoretically goggles too, but no one that's, that's not, that's not going to be a thing or contact lenses or, you know, eventually the ocular implant, et cetera. The thing that makes people's people understand the potential value is when I mentioned being able to get someone's name when you meet up with them in the real world. So, so you're walking down the street, you see uh -huh. someone that you know, but you can't remember their name. And, and so then it just pops up on your glasses. It would just pop up on your glasses. And uh, so that you don't have to embarrass yourself or feel embarrassed or, or, you know, anything like that. It, it, that's the thing. That's the thing that people are like, Oh wow. That would actually be useful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be really useful. Much, much more useful than seeing the light bulb go off above their head. Because I, I'm assuming you meant that literally where you would need to have AR glasses to do that. No, I was, I was using the light bulb figuratively. Huh? Yeah. Figuratively. Huh? But, uh, the idea of, of, uh, being able to see someone's name, like, you look at someone and then there's the name. Now you know who they are. And then maybe even have a, a, a short synopsis. So if you need context on where you know them from, you've got that too. Yeah. Super it, useful. And I get why that would, would trigger for people and have, and, and help them understand where AR could be useful in their life. 
Right. Uh, and that context could be their job, the company they work for, their social media handle, because like maybe you know this person and this person's name is Bob Smith, but you actually know them as Dragon Rider 452. <laughs> Mm, of course i mean as one does as, as one does um the you know it, it, or any other kind of context maybe that you've added uh that you've added to them uh in the first place and i i think the 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 what's important to keep in mind is that when we say that we don't mean everybody's name at least i don't mean everybody's name i don't want to be able to look at someone and have their name and where they work that's a massive invasion of privacy Uh, yeah that'd be kind of creepy and yeah i don't want someone walking up to me on the street that shouldn't know who i am and start rattling off details about me right what we're talking about is someone that you essentially have in your contact list so you 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 know you know this person you have information about this person including seemingly some kind of image of that person this is not mm-hmm. about being able to stalk people that you don't know it's about it's about like having it's having a, a nice memory aid a, a memory aid yeah now admittedly there is all kinds of opportunity for mischief here there always is. For instance, someone will make an app slash service that taps into a database of like all the people so that you can stalk someone. Yeah. It won't necessarily be sold that way, but you know, that might actually be their direct in- intention or at the very least the, 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 the use to which it is put. I think the the Romans would be pleased with the way I said that. Uh, they'd be very pleased with that. Yeah, um, <laughs> no I one else is. <laughs> take it as you can get it, Brian. Um, yeah, I, I can see other places where technology like this could be uh, abused. And, uh, and so, of course, I'm immediately going to government and, uh, and having a, uh, uh, police misusing the information that they have access to. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. And this will absolutely happen. There will be social networks for people to be raided. Right? Yeah. So that when I see you on the street, I see your rating. That will have, there's been tons of science fiction written along those lines. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like some creative genius here, but, but that is a kind of, that is a kind, and it may be an existing social network. It could be like, you know, your Facebook rating or your man, baby child network, social networks rating (laughs) or your Instagram rating or your TikTok rating or, or, or your TikTok followers. How many followers do you have? You know, things like that. That, that. There will be uses like that also put into AR. Yes. Um, I hate to agree with you on that because I don't want it to be true. But, yeah, of course. But it's true. Uh, it is true. Yeah. Um, or it will um, be true. Have you watched... Uh, I'm trying to remember because we talk about so many shows. You, you've watched the Orville, right? Yes, I may okay. have. I may have missed the last few episodes. Uh, that's okay because I, I believe struggle this with is that se- season one. Okay. Um, they they go to a planet where everyone has to wear a badge, and it has their their social ranking, and it's like social right. media ranking. Right, right. That's yeah. That that would yeah. happen with you know instead of the badge, it would be like you know only you could see it. With yeah, your, with your people, I mean, if that becomes uh, an important part of social interaction, that would put people who 
choose not to wear AR glasses at a disadvantage. I uh, th- sure. I, I read a an, uh, another. Um, it's either a short story or a novel. I think it was a novel. It wasn't great, but one of their one of their principles was uh, that your credit rating was shown. Everybody had their credit rating above their head. Oh, that would suck. I mean, I, I find the whole credit rating thing to be kind of a scammy thing, anyhow. Uh, fair but, enough. Uh, but but this was this was essentially a government mandated slash monitored slash maintained credit rating. So you know, even worse or better. I don't know, depending on. Uh, let's go with even worse. <laughs> so you know, there will be all those kinds of negative uses too. But like, think about. Think about like having the name of every restaurant or every business, and maybe it's it's Yelp rating. I mean, there's a social network of, of ratings, mm-hmm. but being able to see that just by you know you're walking down the street or even driving down the street, uh, or um, uh, I, the, 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 like, have, being able to, 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 to see a menu or see the kind of cuisine that the place, uh, the place has, um, maybe being able to, to, to see the menu. I, I thought about like, that's uh, suddenly sounding horrible to me. Why? Because that's, it's going to be commercials flashing up in front of your face all the time. Because oh, if you can see yeah. the menus, there's going to be all the advertisements that, that uh, those restaurants are going to uh, be pumping out with that. Well, hopefully um, we'd be able to turn that off. And, and, and if any, any menu providing service that was abused in that way, we would just you know choose not to use. That, it absolutely would not work that way. <laughs> There's no way. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, f- I forgot. I, I also have met people. So my mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I can see where uh, the, the, the companies that make apps and services today that let you block ads in your web browser would have a, uh, uh, just another platform that they could uh, target with their software. Let you block um, ads to your AR glasses. Yeah, and 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 really, I think that the, the what's what where that's going to be a thing is how many people are willing to be the product to get an AR related service. It, it will grow over time because, like, like assuming okay, so we know, of course, that Apple is working on. AR slash VR goggles slash glasses. I'm using a lot mm-hmm. of slashes today, but it seems appropriate. And but what we don't know is if they're actually going to release it. We hope I I hope that they do. Uh, I suspect that they will, but we don't know. My point is that the services available through these glasses from Apple are not likely to be services where we're the product, i.e. ad supported. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, However, if you, if you look at the, at the products that people use on their Apple devices, those products can turn us into the, the product itself. For example, you can use Facebook on an iPhone, an iPad, or a Mac. The device itself is not leveraging you as a product, but the service that you're that you are using through that right. device that's, is. That's why I specified that the Apple supplied services. Okay, for its okay. A, for it, you know, for the Apple, I mean, like um, the, the when Google did Google Glass several years ago. A big part of Google Glass was essentially snitching on you to Google. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I know I expect that not to be the case for whatever Apple does. For instance, if there is a camera on these glasses, which there almost has to be, 
There really, um, yeah, there has to be for it to be able to properly do AR. Correct. The, the camera will almost assuredly be reporting to our iPhone with all data being kept local. Okay. I, I, I see that as plausible. Well, that, I mean, that is if Apple is going to be consistent. Well, I, I could see a scenario where, um, depending on what Apple has in store for the air glasses, where some of what is being done requires an internet connection to, to be able to function correctly. Well, you know, like, like using Siri. If you don't have an internet connection, you can't really use Siri. Yeah, no, the, the, for sure. So, like, these glasses would need an internet connection to get data from the cloud to display or otherwise match up. But the data that is being gathered by the glasses will almost assuredly report only to our smartphones, to our iPhones. All right. Th yes, I'm with you on that. And, and then the iPhone may need to fetch data to then display. But what the glasses are seeing and uh, uh, that, that I, I am, I am, I don't know, but I am confident, highly confident that Apple will be keeping that local to our devices. I would be surprised if they could. Because my guess is that uh, some of the data processing that they want to, well, hold on. I'm saying that, and, and now I'm realizing I'm saying that in relation to where we are with technology today. Okay, so let me modify what I was going to say. What, uh, let's assume Apple releases this product. Whatever is the current iPhone when this product comes out and then iPhones going forward will be able to do all of that uh uh, image processing locally. Prior versions of the iPhone will probably require uh, an internet connection to allow Apple servers to process some of that data, but to do it in a way that keeps it uh, private to us as, as the user. Hmm. I suspect that I will be the more correct. I hope that I'm going to be the more correct. That would be great, but I th I think we need I think like like what was really bothering one of the things that was really bothering people about Google Glass is that you know everything that they saw was essentially being uh or I mean worse like everything you've got Google Glass on and you and I meet up and now I'm you know my image is being reported back to Google yes. And and I don't think we want that. And I'm pretty sure that Apple is aware of that. More specifically, I'm pretty sure that Apple's been building its entire ecosystem around the premise of not being that person. Um, I agree, and I think that that uh, uh, we can hold up Siri as a really good example of that in action. If, if Apple was okay with uh, with playing fast and loose with our data. I think that uh, the state of Siri today would be different from what it currently is. Yeah. And and we'd have fewer people complaining about being frustrated. Why, why can't it do this and this? Well, because Apple hasn't figured out how to do that while properly maintaining your privacy. Right. I'll still bag on Siri some, but uh, at least I can appreciate why some of these problems exist or limitations. I came up with a during a cat Mac presentation. I, I came up with another real world use for AR. Okay. You need some kind of specialized food, special bread, spice, curry. Okay. Or, um, uh, or, uh, you know, something to do with Ethiopian food or, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that's not necessarily going to be in an, in any given grocery store. Mm -hmm. And you inform probably your, your iPhone 
that you're that you need this particular kind of product and but you're in a new town and you don't you know don't necessarily know the towns uh and you're walking around and then like 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 stores that sell indian stuff could be identified through through ar mm-hmm. as you're sheening along now I, I i i get that you could also just look that up and go to that store but like if you're in some kind of uh, some kind of new setting where where really your option is like you're walking around and you're just kind of looking for stuff maybe you're looking for lots of things maybe you're looking for like like uh you know i was constantly on the lookout for a hoodie when i was in uh, uh england back in october okay so like you know stores that sell hoodies and maybe i don't realize the store has, has a hoodie in but but then my ar glasses uh give me a notification that hey this place has hoodies that that it could be very useful. I I'm going to bring it back to the food part for a second. Okay. Um. So how about let this AR alert you to foods that you can't have? Someone like me with a dairy allergy, Ooh, right? I pick up a, a product in a store and think, "Ooh, I'd like to eat this," and my glasses tell me, "No, this this has uh, dairy in it." Or, hey, this restaurant doesn't have anything that's not made of cows. Right. Like, there's not yeah. a single thing you can get here. Which, I mean, I realize that's, 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 that's pretty far-fetched. Well, um, there, there is a uh, chicken chain where uh, it's called The Post, where everyone says it's really good food. And the only thing I was able to have there was beer. Huh. Okay. Well, I, so apparently <laughs> not that far fetched. Everything had dairy. Not that far fetched. And it would be uh, handy to know that before you actually uh, go in. Again, you know, you can probably look some of these things up, but there are all kinds of times when we were out and about and maybe we just had a we just had an idea about something to do or somewhere, mm-hmm. some someplace to go, or maybe you just remembered that you needed to, to get something and you're in a neighborhood that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that, you know, the, the, the thing about AR is it is going to be, I think even more life changing than the smartphone and the internet. I can see where it could be uh, more life changing than the smartphone. Definitely. I mean, like um, we're, we're going to be wondering, like right now, think about life before smartphones. If you're listening to the show, if you're listening to the show, you probably have a smart show. That's a smartphone. You do have a smart show. You, got you our probably show. have smart shows as well. And when and let us know what they are, so we can uh, be exposed to some. <laughs> Okay, you probably have a smartphone. Imagine, like, imagine, like, like, how do we live without a smartphone? H- how did I live without without uh, Apple Maps or you know or Google Maps before that? Like, how did I live without these things? Like, how do we get by? How did anything happen? How did bills ever get paid? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, how did we look up actors and actresses? And yeah, exactly. You know how? Like, how do we look up lyrics? I the the. The smartphone, starting with the iPhone, has been has fundamentally changed the way a large, certainly a large percentage in developed countries, but probably in different ways, has even had a, an even more massive impact on developing countries. You know, putting putting the power of the internet into the hands of ever more people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but you know. I I think that at this point it's like it just feels like the smartphone has always been here and it hasn't, but but that's how important it is to us. I think that AR is going to be the same thing, especially when it goes to uh, uh, when, when you're able to get it through some kind of contact lens or or something that you can apply to your to your eyeballs, mm-hmm. and. And then, especially, 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 once we eventually have the, the 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 ability to have some kind of implant that projects stuff onto our vision without the need of having glass in between us and the world. 
yeah, I, I I'm visualizing this right now and, uh, it's yeah. Life changing. It will be life changing. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, you know, when smartphones were, uh, uh, gaining momentum, there were a lot of people that it, those weren't devices for them. And, and then, and then there are people who didn't get why something like that would be useful for them, but it didn't take us very long to go from that to when you go to buy a phone, it's just assumed you're looking for a smartphone. Yeah. Again, at least yeah, in developing If you want world, something other than markets. a smartphone, you actually need to specify. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know where, like, I, 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 maybe you can get burner phones at 7-Elevens. Like, like I mean, you and really I'm guessing. You don't get out much, do you? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> 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 I, I really, not, I don't anymore. I had to go to the Apple store uh, to get my to get my iPad replaced, and it was and, like, and it was scary being in public. It was, and it was like, what do I do with this car? I'm supposed to get. I remember this. You get in the car, but then what do you do? No, I keep talking, That's, and the car doesn't do anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but like, uh, I mean, no, no, but like, dumb, like, like, where would you, at this point, where where do you get a dumb phone? Those are called feature phones. Feature not phones, dumb phones. Where do you get a feature phone today? Besides Amazon, uh, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure uh, there are feature phones in like, like downtown crappy, crappy electronic Best Buy, stores, Target, Walmart, convenience stores, uh, grocery stores. Huh. Uh, yeah, you can pick these up like practically anywhere. You can have from where I am right now, even without getting in my car. I could walk out my door and within 10 minutes have a burner phone in my hand. Hmm. All right. You're really not good at, at uh, covering your tracks. Uh, no, I, I don't think I've ever owned a burner phone. I, I think you suck at espionage. Yes. I don't think I've, I don't think I'd be a good spy. You know, I watched uh, all of the knives. Did you see that? Chris Pine? Uh, what What is it? Uh, all of the knives 2020 all of the knives no or maybe it's 2020 it's 2022 <gasps> and anyway i just watched it last night um uh the 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 closing made me feel super cheated the ending oh well super then, cheated. then it's probably good that i didn't uh, see it uh, I don't know. Go watch it. Let me know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did watch Glass Onion, which is the sequel to Knives Out. I love that. That was great. I love Knives Out. I was very disappointed in Glass Onion. I liked Glass Onion. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I all, all the old knives. It's a uh, it's a uh, Chris Pine and how do you pronounce her name? Her name is pronounced. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Thandui Newton. Uh, I thought I thought you pronounced her name Thandy, Th- but I am not. I actually I don't know how to pronounce her name. For those of you that are that are trying to figure out what we're butchering, uh, she she. Uh, was in the Westworld series. Yeah, she was a must. That's yeah. where you know her from most. Uh, yeah, Probably. very very familiar. Uh, well, I, anyway, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's a great actress. She was terrific. Chris Pine's acting was terrific, but just the 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 the, the ending, I just felt cheated. I don't actually huh. regret watching it though. Interesting, huh? Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, Glass Onion. Brian likes it. I didn't. Why didn't you like it? I I could not get into the movie. It felt very contrived, and um, and it, it 
the yeah it, the whole thing more so than the contrived. first one yes huh oh absolutely like i i was willing to absolutely suspend my disbelief for 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 both of them. i mean i'm a huge daniel craig fan so oh daniel craig is wonderful uh in both of them i i really enjoy daniel craig in the second one and this i believe comes from from uh teasers so it's not spoiler where daniel craig goes no that's stupid and and he's right because what he's talking about is absolutely stupid and i did love that they they straight out acknowledged that uh the thing he's talking about was incredibly stupid all right i accept um, your apology it's good. It and, is a good. Uh, it's a and, good show, and yet it's it's this uh, uh, very contrived story. <sighs> Jeff, Brian, these days, every new potential hire mm-hmm. can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business in particular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Oh, of course. Yeah. Our sponsor this week. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, here's the thing I like about LinkedIn Jobs. They have a dashboard. That dashboard lets you manage your job postings. It lets you manage your candidates for those job postings. And it does all of that very easily. Makes it a lot simpler for you to manage that hiring process. I really like that. And you can do, if when you have a job posting, you can add the purple hashtag hiring frame. So hashtag hiring to your LinkedIn profile. That kind of helps spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions, screening questions for people interested in your job. Makes it easy to focus on the candidates that have just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. All of this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs as number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So, in this ongoing, challenging time when it comes to hiring, unemployment is very low, here in the States in particular, right? They, you know, they have this massive worldwide network. Of, I, don't know, I think it's over 800 million. The, 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 the notes I got this week didn't actually include this particular stat, but I think there's over 800 million people that belong wow. to LinkedIn jobs around the world. And when... Unemployment is low, makes it harder to hire. And then, you know, this is coming on the on the on the back of the pandemic, which also made it harder to hire. You want all the tools you can get to make that hiring easier. And that's where LinkedIn jobs can possibly give you that edge to find the best candidates the fastest and get those positions filled. Filled even. I like to say filled. <laughs> As the kids do. As the kids do, rather than field. Although I, I think maybe the kids say uh, that too. <laughs> LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash ACM just because you're listening to us. That's linkedin.com slash ACM to post your job for free. As always, Terms and conditions apply, and we appreciate them sponsoring this week's episode of The Context Machine. Yes, we do. Uh, all right. So, um, do we have a second topic? Uh, we were going to talk we, about Picard. Yeah, we were going to talk about Picard a little bit. Yeah, because season three just started. Right. And, uh, and like any proper Star Trek fan who's super excited and, uh, and loves making bad life choices. I got up super early today to watch it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me go over what you just said. Super Star Trek fan. That's me. Mm -hmm. Makes terrible life choices on a consistent, frequent and regular basis. 
That's me. Uh-huh. Yet uh-huh. I didn't even know that the show was. I didn't know that it was about to start. So like I, I got I got to the end of uh, all the old knives, starring Chris Pine and uh, Thandi Newton, mm-hmm. and apparently it was just after midnight because what popped up on my Apple TV was season three episode one of Picard. So I did not set my alarm. Didn't know I didn't know I needed to. That's impressive. You you were so prepared that you were just sitting there waiting for the show to start. That's what I'm hearing. I, I stumbled I stumbled on it, uh, but I did watch it last night. And then so you you literally you set an you actually set an alarm to get up and watch it. Yes, I did. What time did you get up? I got up at eight this morning. You got up at Climbed eight o'clock this morning to watch TV. Yep. Brushed my teeth, went to the couch and watched uh, uh, Star Trek Picard you, season three, episode one. You got up at eight in the morning and keeping in mind that you don't have an, a nine to five job or an eight to five job. Mm-hmm. You work out of your house, mm-hmm. the hours that you wish, mm-hmm. and you set your alarm and you got up at 8 a.m. to watch a TV show. Oh, my God. You're actually listening to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's weird, right? <laughs> It's so weird. I mean, I did have to, you know, I had to go over it a few times to make sure I, that I actually had it right. Okay. So, uh, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun and, uh, I, I enjoyed the pacing and, um, the, the overall storyline that we got was, uh, was cool and fun. I mean, yes, there's a couple things where it felt like they, they were kind of reaching to get a setup to work. But, you know, hey, that, that's what every episode felt like to some degree. Well, not every episode, but this, the, the whole series, they were doing that all the time anyhow. So uh, uh, it, there was nothing that uh, stood out where, where I felt like, man, they really blew it with this episode. I, I just thought it was a lot of fun from beginning to end, and I'm already champing at the bit for episode two. I am too. Here's the funny thing: there were all kinds of things that chapped my hide about this episode. <laughs> no, and, and yet I loved it. And that's not I mean, usually. Usually, it's like me, me, me. Chap my hide. This is making me mad. Get off my, you know. And then I don't uh, and, and get off my transporter pad. Kids and, uh, these days. Therefore, I don't like it. But this time around, there were the, like all these things that chap my hide, and I loved it. Um, uh, I, 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 I love the series. It is one of my favorite, if not, well, probably. It's probably uh, the original series and now Picard. The original series has a very special place in my heart. Um, yeah, I can't watch uh, The Next Generation anymore. Oh, I can. I, I, I mean, love, there are episodes that I skip, but I do that with all the, the treks. Hmm. So, like, for the original series, I can watch. In I, I have seen all of them somewhere in between 7 and 20 times. Sure. And uh, just like the rest of us. Just, yeah, I know you're certainly not uh, unusual there. And, and, you know, stick it in front of me. I'm going to watch it again and I'm going to love it. With mm-hmm. The Next Generation, I loved The Next Generation when it was new. And I've never mm-hmm. been able to really watch it in, in uh, reruns. It just, it feels, I don't know, it just feels weird. I, Interesting. I, um, I, don't, I don't even know I, how to explain it. All right. So thing I did, Brian, at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. when we were all like locked down and all we could do is sit at home, I decided that I was going to watch every Trek series, every episode in order, Ooh. fully knowing that uh, there in are a couple order. episodes in, uh, in, in like Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Yeah, you, had to, and, you had to watch the Jungle Gym episode. Um, I skipped the jungle gym episode. I did, I did did skip some episodes because I knew what they were. And I knew that there, there's just no way I could do that. Like I also skipped the leprechaun episode of DS nine. I don't even, I don't 
I might not. Have I'm not that. even going to elaborate on it because I don't want to trigger anything that would make you remember more. <laughs> um, thank you. That's very kind. That's how much I love you, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Anyhow, so the the point is that that I watched the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise. I, I mean, I did watched you do the, all of them the over like. Did you watch the series in order or like, because some of those shows have overlap in terms of air dates. I, um, I would watch one, one series. Okay. From, from season one to season X. And then when I was done with like watching all of TNG, then I started DS nine. Okay. So you didn't watch like, like the last, what, like two, you weren't alternating between DS nine and TNG because the last couple Last couple of seasons of TNG did overlap with the first couple of seasons of Deep Space Nine. Right. Yeah. I, I, I watched watched them uh, uh, segregated out. I see. And uh, anyhow, so the, my point is that I can go back and watch all of these things and appreciate stuff out of each of them. And, um, and that said, with what has been happening... Oh, yeah. I went back and watched uh, all of... Um, uh, the new stuff that that has come out on Paramount Plus as well. What besides Discovery and Picard? Oh, Strange uh, New Worlds. Oh, Lower Strange Decks. New Worlds. Yeah, of course. That's Strange New Worlds. I, I uh, Strange and, New Worlds. And now Prodigy. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Um, uh, somehow I'd forgotten that Strange New Worlds existed. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. But just for the purposes of this conversation, I had um, it. Picard, Strange New Worlds, and TOS are are it in my top three. Some some combination of the top three. I'm actually having a hard time with top three right now because because Strange New Worlds is there, um, and um, TNG and TOS are there, and uh, but then. Uh, lower decks. Holy crap! Still haven't seen it's, lower decks. I need to. Uh, you're missing out. And uh, and yes, uh, it is an animated series. Watch it anyhow. Uh, I, I've also really enjoyed Prodigy, and I know that's targeted at uh, at younger viewers, but the stories are so well done. It's it's really good. Prodigy is is this a Star Trek property? Star Trek Prodigy, yeah. Okay. Done uh, uh, as a partnership with Nickelodeon. Uh, is it Paramount or where's it being yeah, shown? Uh, yeah, Paramount Plus. Okay. Yeah. So the the premise is that you get the, there's this planet where it's basically like slave labor. And this uh, group of teenagers see, yeah, from certain, from various species, Nickelodeon stuff, right there. Oh yeah, you know, lighthearted stuff. Yeah. So this this group of of teenagers from all these different species, they manage to find a, uh, a Federation starship, a smaller one, that um, it, it's been abandoned or lost or stolen or something, and they steal it and they escape this uh this work colony that they're on and um, so they they start learning about about what starfleet is and they're on these adventures and trying to just to to avoid escape from the people that or avoid capture from the people they escaped from and they're learning through their hologram that's on the ship because like you know like on voyager you had the hologram doctor and in Picard, we get to see more of holograms in action. On this ship, the hologram is uh, like like a command assistant, and it's Janeway as a hologram. Hmm. And uh, the, and there's this whole mystery that starts to to unwind in front of you through these episodes, and each one is uh, it can be a standalone. Uh, you know, just nice episodic TV, uh, and uh, and there's a lot that caters to uh, to the younger audience that they're going for, but it's all done like really serious. They really own everything that they're doing, 
and uh, it's actually a really good show. I will try it. Oh, can I can I mention a non Star Trek related show? Sure. It's called Gold Lies and Videotape. Did I did I mention this to you off air? I don't think so. All right. Well, this the, doesn't sound familiar. The first thing to understand is that they don't use the Oxford comma in the title. So it's gold lies in videotape. I okay. Have, I have a problem with that, but that's not I, my, I'm with you. <laughs> that's not my, here's the thing with the Oxford comma comma. It enhances understanding. Yes, it does. It doesn't, it's not always necessary for proper understanding, but there are times when it greatly enhances proper understanding. And that is I, why I cling to it. Not just because I cling I, to the Oxford comma as well. I'm surprised this is a controversial thing still. I, I, I know people, I know people who are like adamantly against it. I don't get it. But whatever. All I right. But that's not, not my point. Gold lies if you got This is not at all Star Trek related. It's on the, I think it's the History Channel. Almost positive it's the History It's either History or Discovery, but I be- believe it's the History Channel. And it follows, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a reality documentary. I mean, it's like, it crosses that, it's a documentary that surely crosses, blurs that line between, you know, a reality show and and a documentary. And uh, it looks at this peak, this mountain. It's really, it's a big hill, but whatever. In Utah Mm -hmm. called Victoria Peak. Okay. It's on the edge of white sand, the white sands uh, proving grounds, missile range. Okay. And... Apparently, this fellow who was, uh, his nickname was Doc, his last name was Noss in OSS. So Doc Noss. Doc Noss. Who's there? Found Oxford. Oxford who? Oxford comma. Found a hole. <laughs> that was a really bad knock knock joke. F- found went up to the like he was on the top of this of this peak, and he found like a hole in the ground, like a you know a, a hole in the ground with a ladder or something. Goes down over a period of time. Uh, of finds, course, because who wouldn't? Tunnels, like an almost like a like an ant farm, mm-hmm. uh, that eventually lead to uh, a like a like a like a storage chamber that has all these like Spanish and conquistador artifacts. Wow. Okay. And this would have been in the 30s, the 1930s. Okay. And he, you know, over the, as time progresses, he keeps he keeps exploring, and then he eventually finds what he has described as a treasure room that had what he estimated to be sixteen thousand bars of gold. Kind of a holy lot. crap! Yeah, kind of a lot of gold. Kind of, yeah. And uh, you know, he brings some of it out over time. This is all in the first episode. He brings some of it out over time, and then, but then eventually, there's a there's a um uh there's an issue and a lot of the tunnels collapse and well, that sets off essentially a decades long journey uh, like a lot of push and pull between the government and uh the military and uh Doc Noss and his family and there is murder and there is mystery and there is a treasure hunt and there is intrigue and then there's the the guy who worked uh, uh public relations i think it's public, i don't think that's his actual title but uh, uh who basically had a public relations uh job with white sands for 30 years and he says that it's all nonsense and that doc noss was a complete fraud and and you know a con man and 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 then you have other people who said i have held some of this gold and a couple people who said they've seen it. And then there's all kinds of video footage from over the decades of different people that were involved in this. And so this documentary is really beautifully uh, laid out where they're going back and forth in time. 
you know, the, 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 they'll be okay. Cool. They'll be back in docs time. They'll be uh, uh, the, the, there was a big effort to 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 get under the mountain in the nineties. Uh, I don't actually know what's been done since. We haven't gotten that far. Uh, but uh, uh, so you know, like the 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 show constantly it it, it unfolds the story one layer at a time by going back and, and forth in time. And I love a good treasure hunt story. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a personal thing. I mean, it's just I, you know, still watching Oak Island after all these years, and uh, 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 it, it's it, it, this is it's a really really good show. I'm really enjoying this. Cool. All right. Gold lies in videotape Gold on Discovery. Videotape. Yeah. Good stuff. No, I think it's the History Channel. No, I'm looking at the website Discovery. Huh. Okay, comes out on Fridays. New episodes on Fridays. We have, uh, I think, uh, the first four or five episodes uh, have aired. It's the first five episodes have aired. Uh, so as we record, the most recent it was aired on uh, February tenth. Right. So episode six should be uh, next season. I'm. I don't know how many seasons. I don't. I don't know if this is a one season story or if. The this early stuff is actually going to presage uh, some new effort to get in. Don't actually know. Cool. All right. Well, I'll, I'll make sure there's a link to it in the show notes so that uh, you can see that I'm right. It's on Discovery. <laughs> and that's what's important. That's what really matters here. <laughs> it's not that that you gave a ringing endorsement of this show, so now our audience can go find it. No, it's 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 all about being petty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I support this message. Uh, all right, so like uh, on that happy note, Jeff, check out check check this out. <laughs> That's this week's context machine. If you have anything to comment on, add or question, you can write us at contextmachine.io. You can find us on the social medias at Context Machine. I'm supposed to say something here, aren't I? No, not quite yet. Oh, yeah. Today's episode, it's sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. Sure. It is. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Our bandwidth is provided by Cashfly. Well, new, normally I ask you where, you where we can find you on the social media. Because there's the show. There's at Context Machine. Oh right, and then and then I say, oh, you can find me on all the socials as Jay Gamut, and I'm most active on Mastodon and Instagram. Brian, where can people find you? Uh, I am on all the socials as Geek Tells. Actually, not all the socials. Uh, Instagram, GeekTells.com. Anyway, at Geek Tells. I'm not. I don't actively post enough, but you know that's. That's where I am. I am. I am most active on post. That's where I'm most active. I'm glad you have a presence there so that we're seen. <laughs> the bass is by Dr. Boom recorded just for the show. Uh, bandwidth is provided by cash. Like, I don't can't remember if I mentioned that. And uh, Jeff, that's, that's it, man. That's it for this week. Go us. Go us. Go us.